Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this, what the fuckers. How are you? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucking knots? Whatever you want to call yourselves, I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you for listening. I'm happy to be here. It is Monday. Tonight, I will be at the Crowfoot Ballroom in Pontiac, Michigan. Today's show is not about that. Today's show is a journey through the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, which I will get to in a moment. I would like to talk about a couple of things first. I just got back from San Francisco. We did uh, five shows up at the Punchline, uh, and they were tremendous. I want to thank all you what the fuckers from for coming out. It was great meeting you. Great uh, giving you stickers. Thank you for the gifts. I got a, a nice uh, jar full of cookies from a fellow named Alex. I got, um, what else did I get? Some guy came up to me, very intense looking dude, shaved head, you know, definitely looked like he could kick my ass. He was staring right at me, gave me a bouquet of flowers, said, these are for you. I said, thank you. He goes, my name's Ryan. Maybe you remember me. I gave you the hot rod t-shirt last time you were in town. You know, these are complicated people and I appreciate that. Uh, I got some, uh, some books, some CDs, I got just a lot of love, and, you know, it's hard for me to handle that. But we had great shows, and I really appreciate you coming out. It was just a, it, They were some of the best shows I've, I've ever had in my life. And uh, for the first time in my 16- to 17-year-long relationship with that club, we sold every show out, and uh, I have to thank you for that, and I, I really appreciate you coming out. Also, this Friday at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles, live WTF at 8 o'clock p.m., uh, this week will be Eddie Pepitone, Jim Earl, uh, also Aaron Foley, a very funny comedian, and John Daly, who's been on this show in one form or another, a very odd but funny man, and a surprise guest, Dr. Steve, who uh, between you and I, and I know Eddie won't listen to this, we're going to, uh, to do an intervention on Eddie Pepitone uh, this Friday. Don't anyone tell him. Now, I got up this morning and had no choice but to get a Starbucks coffee, and they can go fuck themselves. I mean, how the fuck do we accept that as coffee? Are you fucking kidding me? That bitter, burnt bullshit? I mean, I've been making my own coffee at home, but this literally ruined my day. And I got the Thanksgiving blend. I, I felt no gratitude. I felt, you know, that said nutty, um, fruity, whatever the fuck. It said spicy. What? It was a cup full of shit. Just burnt, bitter shit. And every time I drink Starbucks, it's burnt, bitter shit. And I only do it because I have to. What? Wait. Why don't we understand that? I've never had Starbucks coffee that wasn't burnt bitter shit. So finally I got home and thank God. Pow! I just shit my pants. Justcoffee.coop is the way to go. Get that at WTFpod.com or go to justcoffee.coop. Get yourself a bag of the WTF blend, which is awesome. I just made espresso with it. So that out of the way, I want to thank kind of. I don't know if I want to thank one one of my listeners named Miles who apparently lives in the Detroit area, who wrote me a letter about tonight's show in Pontiac, which I will be well on the way towards once you hear this. You may even listen to this after the fact. But listen to this. How am I supposed to respond to this? On the last WTF podcast, you read a letter about not being killed in Pontiac on your November 15th performance. Here is a headline from the Pontiac newspaper, the Oakland Press. City can't afford police department. The piece goes on to say, quote, the police department is understaffed and lacking the adequate resources to provide needed police protection to its citizens and businesses of the city of Pontiac. 
Detectives are unable to investigate property crimes because they are consumed with violent crimes, unquote. Uh, I didn't know there were hotels in Pontiac, just homeless shelters and hooker hovels rented by the hour. Now, this guy, Miles, I'm assuming you're a fan. This is not helping me. I'm not excited about this. There's part of me that wants to see Detroit, that wants to see what's happened, that wants to see the repercussions and results of our economic collapse here in this country. But now I'm a little frightened. Then the next paragraph, not to worry. I live three miles from your venue and have scouted it. When leaving the Crowfoot, do not run left as all the buildings in that direction all the way to the train tracks have burnt down, fallen down, or have been bulldozed. That direction gives a clear shot to your back and no cover to jump behind. To the right, there are a few streets of occupied buildings you can sprint around between and through. Just keep moving, keep low. Do not look anyone in the eye. Do not talk to the homeless residents and do not count on any police to happen by. When Detroit began crashing down, the rats ran north. Pontiac is where they tired out and settled. A major resource of income for the city, the Silver Dome, home of the hapless Detroit Lions for years, was sold for $500,000 this year and has been abandoned for 10 years. The auto industry has shut down at least two factories and laid off all the workers in Pontiac. Even the Walmart went belly up in Pontiac. Crime and punishment has become the biggest industry in in that fair city and as seen from the headlines above, the punishment aspects are not keeping pace. Great. Can't wait till tonight. Hope this isn't my last broadcast. On a positive note, last week in Pontiac, the Sheriff's Department and federal agents rounded up about 30 gang leaders and put them behind bars. I hope the bar you're performing in is not one of the bars where the gang leaders are stashed. I will be at the show and will try to laugh as my car is stripped of easily removed parts in the parking lot, quote unquote, parking lot across the street. Thank you, Miles. That was very helpful. You know, I'm a nervous guy. You know, I'm prone to panic and dread. I'm really looking forward to the show. I have a a shitload of travel to do. Today, as you listen, I'm in transit on a cheap flight that I think takes me through Paris and then on to to Detroit, the airport there. Now, getting to the task at hand, which is a show we put together around my trip to the Creation Museum with uh, Jeff Tate and Ryan Singer. When I went there, when I was in Cincinnati, now I am not a guy, I've lost my ability to get a big kick out of this shit in the sense that I was a guy uh, for many years uh, who who literally preached on my morning radio show against the Christo-fascist zombie brigade. I knew that the Christian right had an agenda. And I knew that that agenda, in its very nature, in in its uh, in in the way it was put together, was was anti-intellectual and and on some level a bit fascistic. That there was a movement within the the Christian right that was really intent on making people stupid and making people ignorant and selling them lies as propaganda to lay a bedrock for a national movement that is not a populist movement. It is nothing short than a fascistic movement. And I was angry about this day in and day out. Uh, I'm still angry about it, but I know that this is one of the fights we have to fight in this democracy or whatever is left of this democracy. Lines have been drawn and, and the people will speak. And that's the way America works. So when I was going to the Creation Museum, I, it was definitely for for ironic reasons. It was definitely tongue in cheek. I didn't have a lot of venom. I was completely excited to see what I would experience. I find that when I go to the Midwest, and I'm not saying that the Midwest is bad in any way. There's a lot of great people. I've met a lot of good people in the Midwest, and and I I love this country in a lot of ways because of the, of the diversity and how interesting it is. But I definitely feel different in some areas 
of this great country of ours. And I knew that when we went to the Creation Museum that I would feel different. I just, I, There was nothing I could wear or do to my being that would not make me stand out. There was no way we were going to blend in. It didn't help that, you know, uh, Ryan has a, a large beard and I have my uh, my hair, my uh, my facial hair uh, disposition. I was also, I had my headphones on and my recorder, which I was trying to stash. And uh, we looked like a fairly ragtag group of... Uh, condescending hipsters as we entered the place. But on the way down, you know, I started thinking about what I was expecting. I was completely, you know, open-minded about it. And I, and I knew what I was getting into. Uh, and, I, and I also knew that, that on some level, in order to enjoy it in a way that wasn't completely condescending and, uh, and ironic in, in its intent, that I would have to suspend my disbelief a little bit that I would have to open up my mind a bit and have some empathy, which is no easy thing for me in, in a lot of ways because I'm a fairly self-centered guy, and look at the people that were visiting this place or who I assumed would be there with some sort of empathy, uh, with some sort of, I, I, I'm going to go as far to say pity if I could, knowing that what I was about to see were, were most of the people that were going there were there to reinforce their belief that human beings at one time uh, could pet dinosaurs. They needed to close a, a mega million year gap between uh, the creation as documented by science or the beginning of, of, of Earth uh, in, in a cosmic level. Uh, they had to close up that gap that has been thoroughly investigated and, 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 and also quite eloquently and mathematically speculated by scientists and mathematicians for years and established. They had to close this gap of, of scientific fact and theory with bullshit. That would be enough to make slightly ignorant people or people that didn't want to do their homework or, or just fanatically stupid believing people, and that's not all Christians, that this was the way it was. So this was, I knew going in, was a, a shrine, a museum, a spectacle designed to make new people stupid and to reinforce the ignorant and stupid who were visiting it. I knew that. But on some level, I had to realize, well, these are the flocks. These are the flocks of these type of people. And flocks is a good word. These are the sheep. These are the sheeple. These are the people that believe. These are the people whose, whose fears and, and existential panics have been exploited. And they have been guided through the trough of this bullshit for years by people with more power than them and by people who want to guide them a certain direction. Now, ultimately, I don't think it's a great direction. Now, I've met a lot of good Christian people, and even these people, I believe, were good. And my fear is not about, you know, one-on-one, and this is a common sort of experience and, and I think a common uh, shared belief that a lot of times these people, one-on-one, you meet them, they're good people, decent people, nice people. That's not my concern. My concern is when they all come to get me and I will be in the position to say, let me go, let me fucking go. Dude, dude, me, it's me from the other day. Why are you looking at me like that? You know me. You let me fucking go. God, it. And then I'll be taken away. That's that's my concern. And maybe it's an extreme concern. But I have been put in the position lately to question my own belief. Now, I don't have the, I think that belief that the the desire to believe in something bigger than you is is almost as genetic as anything else that is genetic. I believe that people are born with this compulsion, a mental compulsion to uh, to feel part of something larger than themselves, to define uh, or, or give meaning to their existence. You know, what you choose to do with that belief is up to you. But I was quite condescending uh, at a different point in my life to, to Christians in general, to people who believe in God. And I'm not even an atheist. Yeah, you know, I just don't, I don't feel that I need God. I wasn't brought up with it. 
Uh, and I don't, I don't, you know, I have been, I've believed in random things. I've believed in, in a, a force that I didn't quite understand. I wouldn't call it God. I believe that I was chosen by some sort of, you know, cosmic intelligence that I won't call God to do something, but it never really stepped forward and gave me specific instructions. So I, I lost interest and thank God, uh, I, I think a lot of it had to do with sleeplessness and cocaine psychosis that, you know, that I came out of that. Uh, uh, but I can no longer judge believers just for believing because frankly, I take vitamins and I believe they work and there's no scientific evidence that they work. Not only do I believe they work, I believe that if I stop taking them, that something horrible will happen to me. So I understand belief. This type of belief is no different than the type of belief that, that people experience with, uh, with more dangerous things uh, like God. Uh, and I also, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done a little research. No, no one has ever been killed in the name of vitamins. Uh, I don't. And also I do not find myself proselytizing. Occasionally I'll hear myself say, uh, you know, something like, you know, really no fish oil at your age. Really? But, but that's just, that's, that is annoying as I get. That is as annoying as I get. And quite honestly, it's dogma that's dangerous and really the Creation Museum, as I understood it before we went there, was a, a just a, a, a celebration of, of a type of dogma that, that is completely based in ignorance and anti-intellectualism and uh, it is, is thoroughly propaganda. But I'll be honest with you, I've met a lot of Christians that are, that are good people, that are not driven by dogma, that, that have a, a strong faith and, and believe in Christian principles, not in this particular form of bullshit not necessarily that they would share it but uh but i and i don't find them irritating I, and I, I, all i'm saying is that any dogma can be irritating i honestly it, there are more irritating people than christians atheists can be much more irritating than christians you know who's more irritating than atheists uh radical vegans it just really irritating any type i would rather talk to a christian a born again christian for an hour than sit for 10 minutes with an angry atheist or an angry vegan and 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 i have nothing against them i i think that whatever you have to do and there's points in all these areas that that are are well taken and important for a good quality of life and a rational mind but fanatical dogma of any kind is irritating Okay, and I I tell you the one difference between a Christian and atheist and a vegan, if the Christian is a real Christian, is at least at least the Christian knows he is flawed and imperfect. Not always true with vegans and atheists. Just my experience. And it is that flaw, that idea of sin, that idea of of, of human weakness and, and moral predicament that makes Christianity interesting and how anyone deals with moral predicament on a personal level or on a broader level. And, and the realization that human beings will never really transcend, you know, personal moral predicament is what makes that interesting. You know, you don't need religion to deal with that. It is completely possible to have faith without God. So as we head down to the Creation Museum, these are the thoughts that are going through my mind. But most of, most of it was really I want to maintain an open mind. I want to try to suspend my disbelief in order to take this in uh, without being condescending. So let's go now to the car with myself, uh, Jeff Tate, and Ryan Singer uh, as we head down to and into the Creation Museum. So, okay, so now the deal is 
we're going to the Creation Museum I'm with Ryan Singer who comes from this state, Ohio I'm not saying it's a bad state, I'm saying it has problems uh, Jeff Tate, also in the car uh, Megan off mic not because I'm sexist, it's just she didn't seem to want a mic I don't, I don't know where that would lead us am I right, Megan? yes so now <laughs> I, I don't really know anything about this and Jeff you guys both grew up here so I guess what I need to ask you is why the fuck does this thing even exist in this state they needed something to combat the uh, the progressiveness that was moving in I think I don't know Jeff is the expert I think because uh, he you was know what really about raised this? on this kind of stuff what do you mean raised on it like hardcore it's my, fa- my father's a minister a Pentecostal minister no way yeah snakes not snakes, not snakes. <laughs> it's one, speaking it's, in tongues? Speaking in tongues, yeah. Can you do a little? No, no, no. Come on. I never, I, I never I just felt better. Are you sure you that's should, not Tourette yeah. syndrome? What's the difference? Speaking in tongues <laughs> is intentional Tourette syndrome. It's provoked Tourette's uh, in the guise of religious catharsis. I think um, I just said the Holy Spirit. It's just the Holy Spirit. I was Spirit, told. Yeah. I was told right. once that if uh, if it wasn't taking effect, to just fake it until it until it became real. What, they speaking they, in tongues? Yeah, yeah, they told me that. Of course. <laughs> I, I did, okay, so your dad's a Pentecostal minister, so you're fucked up, right? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you break away from that? <laughs> drugs, mostly. <laughs> oh, really? Did your dad ever catch you with drugs? Uh, yeah. How'd that go? He's a very, uh, sort of a, uh, it's like a passive-aggressive, not passive-aggressive, uh, not, there's like, there's a lot of confrontation in our household for being non-confrontational about the big things. Uh-huh. So, like, they find drugs, they say, hey, cut it out, and then it's never mentioned again. And that's mm. it? Just a lot of guilty stares at the dinner yeah, table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Until you realize that they're, like, at some point I realized they were never going to mention it again. So it just immediately, they would say, cut it out or whatever, and then... So, when you were a kid, so that means you spent a lot of time hanging out at Dad's office, going over to the church. Did he have a flock and whatnot in his own building and shit? Yeah. So you grew up in a church? Yes, I did. So you knew all the, like, what, you used to take your friends into the back and go, check this out, this is my dad's thing. <laughs> kind of. It wasn't that, it, w- it was just, uh, it's just an office. There wasn't uh, anything cool back there. Well, there's no sanctuary? There was just a small black box church, maybe seated 100, 150? Oh, no, it's, it was, some, uh, one of them was big. We went, we were at a lot of different churches. Oh, really? He got run out of town a couple places? It's, yeah, it, it sort of felt like it. <laughs> Did he really? Well, if I don't you, know, the crazy I, thing is if you met his dad now... You'd be like, there's no way this guy used to be a maniac or is a maniac. Or he seems like a really awesome guy, but... I can't, I can't imagine growing up with that much religion. Did you fear God? Yeah, yeah, terrified. <laughs> How about now? Still, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it doesn't I just, linger? I, like, I, I want to believe in God so badly because I want him... I, I have some questions, and I want answers. Like what? What the hell? That's what I want. Like, what the fuck is all of this about? I, that's exactly the theme of my life. Like, you ever you ever get that idea where, like, when I die, I want to, like, I'm hoping he's wearing a jacket so I can grab the lapels? And go, like, what the fuck was that all about? shake? And yeah, the, yeah. the sad thing is, after you do that and you let him go, he looks at you confused and shrugs. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry about goes, your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just says, come on in. There's some seats over there. <laughs> And everyone just sits up there for eternity waiting for a show that never happens. <laughs> it's like he just promised guns and roses and just wait and start chanting. That's and right. And, of course, Axel's pissed off and they can't get along. So it's just an eternal wait 
and then uh, ultimately you're disappointing because he releases a record on his own with some other guys and it's <laughs> not quite what you expected though you wanted to like it so all right so you grew up with this creationist uh stuff yeah i think what what megan said was interesting is that we're going to learn the truth about what these people who are very anti-truth are uh, putting out in the world i think that's a good way to approach this fellas we're going mm-hmm. to learn the truth about their fucking ridiculousness yeah now what can we expect jeff I don't. I honestly don't know about this because this this seems new. They seem to have when I when I was around when I was in the church. It, it's been about fourteen years since yeah. my eighteenth birthday, essentially. But did you have a leaving the church ceremony with your friends? Oh no no no! Oh. It, we had plenty of them. There was more one on one. It was whoever wasn't afraid of the acid that night. <laughs> uh, and I did it. I did it for the last four years of the nineties. That was that's how you break away. Uh, a lot of acid. A lot of mental, re- uh, self-administered mental deprogramming. It's exa- that's, exa- that's exactly right. Was there was there any specific event on the acid that made you realize that you were doing the right thing? Uh, I saw Jesus and Santa Claus in my rearview mirror. No. <laughs> were they in a car or just running? No, they were in my back seat. <laughs> they were. T- I was driving. Don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess don't do that. But I was <laughs> driving, and then they were back there chatting. Uh huh. And it, like it, that really breaks you down because one of them cancels out the other. Like they can't both be real, and if they're both real, then they, <laughs> then they're, then no one, then nothing is. Nothing so that is, was it. That was like your yin yang zen moment where everything got canceled out, and the universe is just what it is. There was no right and wrong, just light and dark, and you were okay. Yeah, yeah. Except for that last part. Except for the being okay part. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say okay is a strong word. <laughs> all, that other, all that other stuff was true. <laughs> Now, I'm a guy who was brought up with no God of any kind. You know, it was just a, a vague, it was just suggested, not very heartily. My parents didn't believe, really, or they didn't seem to need it, and I don't feel like I really need it. But clearly, we're going someplace where, where people not only need it, but they've committed to this. Now, when you were growing up, you were taught this stuff? Not this stuff. When I was growing up, I was taught uh, the dinosaur bones were put in the earth as a test of faith. That's what they said then, and then apparently that became too ridiculous so they stepped it up. Kind of like how, how some accept intelligent design now. Yeah. Because uh, there are evolutionary things happening that can be proven from 50 years ago even. Uh-huh. So they're, they're like, well, okay, so evolution is, but it's not really evolution. It's this intelligent design. Like they just, they had their thing that they stuck to forever. Which was dinosaur bones were put in the ground to test our faith. Did, did they ever say uh, who might have been running around putting all those bones in the ground? Or was it a bunch of uh, pre-Christian elves? It, it was uh, it was upon creation when God created. Also, oh, God was the fucking earth. with us. He yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, this is a little trick. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna step up the whole Job idea and really fuck with their heads. Yeah. I'm not gonna cause <laughs> suffering that is unexplainable. I'm gonna spend a little time and create a little scavenger hunt that'll baffle them. <laughs> Sorry about your car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you were you were introduced to the idea with the uh, the scavenger hunt dinosaur bone faith testing device of God. And later, that bullshit didn't stick. So, how did they readdress that? I always wondered that. Like, even with uh, like Christian cult leaders, when they forecast the day the Earth is going to end, it doesn't. I'd like to be there the day after it doesn't, when they address the the uh, the, uh, the assembly and say, uh, "All right, well, you know, who's to say these calendars are right?" Well, I can get I can tell you what happens there because my grandma used to do that all the time and tell me all of that stuff that would happen and it never would happen. And I'd say, "What happened? You made me look like an idiot at school." 
Because I told everybody that the earth, the earth, the gates of hell were going to open up wide last Wednesday. And now everybody thinks I'm a maniac. And she'd be like, well, enough people. See, I was raised Catholic, so it's a whole different ballgame. But it was uh, enough people asked for forgiveness and prayed to Mary and Jesus uh, oh, to where she, God didn't have to punish because enough people heeded the warning. So, so she, it was like we were effective in telling people that this is going to happen change your ways so therefore we succeeded in making it not happen and thank god and thank god so she had it all worked out yeah so she took something that was completely ridiculous and posited it as a truth that we were all going to die and then took something even more spectacularly ridiculous as an explanation why it didn't happen and she felt satisfied in her faith exactly and that's how conspiracy well, faith, theories were faith born. there's the faith is in the me. operative word faith is the release valve on everything that's said Oh, that's your you bullshit. Either, that's your free bullshit card. Yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. either you either didn't have enough, and so that's why the bad things kept happening, or it was it was God's will. It's it's a thing. It's a thing that keeps uh, it's a thing that keeps people from uh, being accountable for their own selves. Their well, own that's actions. interesting because like that equation means that there's no truth necessary ever. That like you know, if something bad happens, it's because you didn't have enough faith, and if it's really bad and you do have faith, well, it's God's will. We can't explain it. Right. 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 So that, that's for what that's what they tell you when something bad happens to someone you thought was better than you. How did your family or your upbringing approach the whole science idea? Oh, I think we were against it. <laughs> that's, that's how. I, that's how. They're just witches. Like with their, uh, for with, science experiments, you'd make one of those volcanoes and be like, "Okay, now just sit here and pray and ask yeah. God to make it boil." You don't add. And the then sodium when the judges would walk around and it wouldn't boil, I'd go, "I guess he didn't want it enough." <laughs> yeah, you didn't have faith. It's God's will. I totally did it yesterday when it was just me. (laughs) So what's the plan here? We're going to go and act like people? You think they're going to let us do this in there? Um, Record and shit? That's I don't know. Ooh, this is technology. Well, you know what I was thinking I could do as big a prank as I'm willing to do? (laughs) What's that? This is technology. I don't know (laughs) if they're going to... They're afraid of it. You're going to come out of holding crosses and snakes and chases us out? I'm sorry that you didn't get, grow up with the snakes. Have you ever seen any of that? Did your dad have have buddies that that did the snake thing? No, no, no. The snake. What's funny is in the in the hierarchy of the various uh, offshoots of Christianity, the snakes ones are the ones that are looked down on. From oh, the they're other the ones. They're, they're the, the ones that are crazy. <laughs> they're the they're the hill people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that comes from one thing. Like, there's always there's always one thing that people latch on to. There was something where there was a guy walking and a snake jumped out and he was like, oh, a snake. And then the snake didn't do anything. Yeah. And so now people are like, that's how you know if you have faith is whether or not that snake bites you. Uh-huh. Or they just hang out mm-hmm. with snakes. Well, but aren't there guys that, that handle snakes? Isn't it a form of Pentecostalism? No, is it's it some sort of, I think it's some sort of church of God. I know where one is. Uh, really? Maybe we should go there tomorrow, Sunday. Really? Maybe we should go to Sunday service. I always wonder how open they are to strangers coming in to maybe take in a little Jesus and some in a snake show. Well, you think they'd have to be a little bit anyway, right? To just no, continue you'd be surprised. The business, you'd be to surprised. continue the business model? Yeah, yeah but... Yeah. Bring but new people in? But they're horrendously afraid of outsiders, and I think usually that some of these people, unless they know that people are like-minded, are just willing to, mm-hmm. to stick and, and fleece their flock. You think they'll whatever. be able to smell the... The, the rationale on you the when you patchouli? walk in. I'm sure they'll be able to smell <laughs> the patchouli. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a drug dealer. Like he needs clients, but mm-hmm. if you never met him, it's a little standoff. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, all right, before I do the service, just say you're not a cop because they <laughs> 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 throw a bucket of water on you, make sure these mics don't work. I always love that. It's like, all right, dude, to prove you're not a cop, do a bong hit. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. 
Yeah, you got it all figured out, the whole legal system undercovered. <laughs> yes. All right, so like in your childhood, just so we can prepare for this, is anything you think you're going to be triggered in any way, Jeff, to, to, to maybe you know, drop to your knees and sob? Uh, like there's gonna have some sort of flashback. Yeah, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be religion based. <laughs> <laughs> there's always triggers that make me drop to my knees and weep. <laughs> it doesn't have to have anything to do with God. Uh, Just a a nice happy couple. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Um. So, is there any memories from your childhood that really stand out as like the you know real mind blowing religious moments where either you're like this is bullshit or like I'm fucking terrified? Yeah, there was uh, one time where I believe I have no I I don't know it's it's been so long but it feels there was a guy that was a uh, demon possessed. Oh he sure, he was demon possessed. I've, I've been that guy. And he was, but he was all growly, and they were holding him down, and he couldn't talk, and they uh-huh. kept saying, "Tell us your name, tell us your name." And then, they, and then they were like, there was a whole bunch of people. You around. were there? I was there. Yeah, yeah. I was How old were you? This. Twelve, maybe. Oh, 13. Holy shit, that's awesome. And then one of the guys goes, uh, "If anybody here is afraid of this guy, you should leave because he's feeding off your fear." And that was when I left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I my just, god! I was, I was just waiting for an out. Did you ever think you were going to be a minister? Was that? Yeah, a, yeah. I was so. Yeah, that was. I were was you like, being groomed? Yeah. No. I was being groomed for? Yeah. Did you do some gigs? I did one <laughs> once, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Is <laughs> how much did you get in the basket when they passed it around? Was it a, nothing? It was no. at a nursing home. Oh, that's no. rough. So your dad was playing the sympathy card. They're like the old folks who like kids. Get up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah do the a, Jesus stick. And, then, to, and they're not enough to, to kill your widest. career either because they're going to be dead soon. <laughs> he so wanted to have the widest age range between guy preaching and people listening. <laughs> so they so they set the bar at 75 years between us. How'd it go? You remember? I think it went okay. How old were you? 12, maybe 11. 12, 12 was 12. That a big year for you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened. <laughs> you, 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 you erected a, uh, 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 a working boundary between you, your fear and demons eating it. And you, <laughs> and you, pre- you pre- <laughs> yeah, and you preach to to the elderly. Yeah. So the the moment you realize that this was bullshit, you know what brought that on? I don't, I don't really know what the moment was. It was a uh, collection know, of things. Like I don't even. I think. The, I think that they like all these people are bullshit. I don't know that the the idea itself is wrong. Which it, idea? The idea of God or of that. Like I don't have. It's more of a it's more of a thing that I feel like other people should deal with. Right. You mean I, God is uh, something that needs to be taken care of outside of you. Right. Right. I it's think not it, your responsibility. Right. Do you think there's some good things though? I mean, are there 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 are obviously you know some people draw this line between like well you know if you're really Christian there's a lot of good things about it that you know you don't have to go out proselytizing or moralizing or saying people are wrong or evil that you know you're charitable. Uh, you think of other people first. You know. I think it's good if people can find some kind of like peace in their daily life. I don't know if that's the way they do it. That's fine. As yeah, as I I'm tend concerned. to believe that. Like whatever you got to do to act like a fucking person. Yeah. Uh, and and treat yourself, uh, you know, kindly and others kindly. That's not so bad. I'm just I'm just really looking forward to. Uh, I hear there's some spectacular displays uh, with dinosaurs and Adam and Eve to prove that they coexisted, and nothing can prove that more than a display. Yeah, a visual display. Yeah, that That's, always works. 
Mm -hmm. the, the fact that they met, that may work to some visitors to this museum, that there are people going, see, <laughs> is just spectacular to me. What did I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited about it because this is the third explanation I'll be given about dinosaurs. Oh, the first was the burying of the, the bones. The first one was burying. Second, then, intelligent design. No, not intelligent design. The pre-Adamic Earth theory was. Oh, what is that? That was that was a theory that the Jimmy Swagger people came up with, where uh, the Bible doesn't cover everything that happened. There was a lot of time between the first and second verse of the Bible. God created the Earth, then took a long nap. Yeah, to, yeah, took off. After he hid the bones. But, no, but dinosaurs were here then. Like, that's where they say they say dinosaurs were alive, walking around, and then they all died, and then that was... And then God went with people, and that's where the book picks back up. All right, so that was that was the sec... That was before the coexisting theory. Right, right. Now there's the coexisting theory. Because they want to stay to the text. Right. Mm -hmm. but, so let's pick this up when we, we near the location. So this is it. Look at the gates. There's dinosaurs on the gates. <laughs> what is... Look at this, dude. Oh, my God. It's so much bigger than I thought. Look at that big dinosaur. That's still pretty small by dinosaur standards. Is that an, is that a, is that an actual size? Oh, my God. People are bringing their families. They're like, come on, kids. Let's go get retarded. Oh, man. They're going to be onto us so quick. They should want us to be here because we don't believe. These people already believe all this. Right. Mm -hmm. So we should walk in with the attitude of like, all right, change our minds. That's and that's I what agree. that's how I will talk to them. That's what I will say. No, nobody's gonna say anything. That's yeah, a, that's if we were even. They're just gonna judge us. They're just gonna judge us. Well, that's they were doing it already. They just didn't put a face to it yet. Just coming in first time, sir. Yes, sir. How much is it? Get you a schedule, and on the back here is the admission information right there. And I don't think I need an annual pass. Just for today? Well, this is the general admissions right here. Okay. Take credit cards? Yeah, they take credit cards everywhere in here, and there is an ATM right there if you need it. Where do you pay to get in? Up here is the general admission right to the left. And okay. your schedule. Okay. The only one of the five theaters in there that costs extra is the planetarium. Okay. It's $8 a seat should you want to do it. Unless you're a member or have a pass, then it's free. But, uh, it's a 23-minute travel. It's like you're on a comet. Uh-huh. Take these out through the universe of planets and all that. Really? Actually, you're in a big recliner. It's projected on a 40-foot dome, and it's all done in high depth. What happens at the end? Cool. It's all narrated. It's all from a biblical perspective. So they show so, you the different... Uh, they even talk about the Hale-Bopp comet. So oh, really? Yeah. So. Does it, okay, okay. Thanks a lot. I was just hoping you'd tell me what the end is and we'd have to go in. But I'll, maybe I'll go. Uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty neat ending. Okay, I'll oh, see. There you go. You're selling it. I'm finding it all very comforting so far. I love yeah. these, uh, these, these penny machines. Oh, you can put a penny in and turn it into something else for a oh, dollar. Oh, there's nothing like a, There's nothing like commerce to make things feel normal. Yeah. Hi, Hello. how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Can I get one, please? You can get one, with or without planetarium. What happens at the end of the movie in the planetarium? We force you to leave. Oh, I just was hoping you'd tell me the ending so I don't have to go. Um, it's a newer show. Oh, you haven't seen it? I did. I saw it a couple of times. I see nothing much. Nothing? Okay, no. then I, I think I'll just go to the museum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's, your, what's your zip code? 90042. 
I hope that doesn't send up any red flags. It's California. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, look, a mammoth. Hello, you guys just coming in? Yeah. yeah. Okay, you have a plantarium in this general? No, we're not yeah. doing the plantarium. Okay, that's fine. Main walk is straight. You keep that all day. The Men in White show is starting in three minutes. Well, I'm sp we're supposed to see the Men in White show. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's hit it. That blue hallway right there. The minute. Please make your way to the special effects theater this time. Yeah, is this the Men in White show here? Okay. Someone told me we have to see the Men in White show. I don't know. I don't know. That's a funny, that's a funny idea. What? What's Night, a funny idea? Ben Stiller and Night at the Creation Museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like the possibilities would be great. Here we go. Four together? Four I hope together? so. I hope Four so. Close? It looks like we might be able to over there. Yeah. Man, I don't know what to expect. This is going to be good. But I hope it's as good as that Facebook movie. Oh, the social network. <laughs> hey, y'all. Mm. My name is Emily, and welcome to our special effects theater. Some very special guests will be arriving in just a few moments, so let's go ahead and make sure we're ready for them by silencing all cell phones. Oh. Now, this program is a little bit different than the rest of the museum. It is a satire, a sort of comedy, meant to lighten up the mood a little bit, okay. but still teach us some very important facts. Mm. You may even recognize some of the stereotypes from your school days. So relax and enjoy this unique experience. Prepare for some fun and some surprises. Prepare for some solid answers. Prepare to believe. Oh, this is great. I had no idea it was going to be this good. Is there any meaning? Did God create all this? Or did we just invent God? See, she thinks that believing in God and creation means that you have to reject science. Randy, God loves science. He tells people in his work to study creation. I'm not sure she likes science, Maya. I'm not sure she's listening, Gabe. Life is probably just a big accident, a predictable result of an infinite number of matter-antimatter asymmetric collisions. So she's listening, Mike. Just not to you. Problem is, she can't stop listening to the voices of her culture. Pay attention, Wendy. This is the most important concept in modern biology. It's called evolution. Evolution. This is the most, most important, important concept in modern Starts to make sense. Like marine foxes found atop mountain ranges, 
those mountains were once covered in water. Yes, or volcanic dust found in the ice cores. Just think of all that volcanic ash in the atmosphere after the flood. <laughs> or, or, or how about the similarities in DNA found in the cells of every living thing? Since God created DNA, he made it so that all living things can live and eat in the same world. Cool. If you use the Bible as your starting point, Wendy, then everything makes sense. But if you buy into this molecules demand evolution, goo to you, we like to say. It's a goo-to-you idea of evolution that no matter what you see in the real world, you have to interpret the data through one basic foundational yep. lens. Billions of years. That's right. Your faith is in billions of years. Whether it makes any sense or not. Because evolution makes absolutely no sense without billions of years. See, Wendy, atheistic evolutionists can't see the hand of God because they don't really believe there is no God. That's a huge act of faith on their part. But look for yourself. Look careful. God is clearly evident. Just as clearly as you can assume that there's a designer for that chair you sit in. Right. Now, obviously, your chair isn't just random pieces of wood that accidentally fell into place and glued themselves together. Mm. Life, even in its simplest form, is way more complex than that. Doesn't it make sense that there should be a designer for life? A designer who is obviously very intelligent. Evolution or creation? I don't know. I guess there could be a God. But I don't want people to think I'm stupid. It's up to you to study God's Word. Learn as much as you can. Some of you should be teaching this truth. Some of you should start listening. The answers are available if you really want them, okay? Ready? Yep. We're out of here. See ya! Thanks, everyone. Please enjoy your day today. Make sure you gather up all your things and you may exit at your right, please. Exit at your right. Have a good day. I don't know what's worse, if they think all of that is true or that they think any of it is funny. <laughs> now we're going into the uh, museum itself. You ready, fellas? Yeah. I think we're I think we're in. Dinosaur eggs. Dinosaur eggs. Those look fresh. Yeah, how about that Tyrannosaurus Rex bone that they showed us? With the blood in it? With the blood and the fresh meat in it. Yeah. I mean, those look like you could have got them at the store last week, those dinosaur eggs. Those are probably only a couple weeks old. They're probably still good to eat. Look at these mannequins. Look, the Old Testament. You got a guy with the Torah. You got Moses with the the Ten Commandments. That's Isaiah with the Torah. King David with a a musical instrument. That's a hard... Now, but notice here. Look. Look at the noses. Look at... Characterization. Let's look at you. This is very, and look at me. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Right. Very Jewy. It's like they molded. Right. This guy. Yeah. He looks just like me from when I was do, earlier in my comedy career. But look at the guy here under the New Testament. The guy writing there. Look at the nose. It's different. It's more Greek. The Moses one is unforgivable. The Moses one is unforgivable. <laughs> 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 like that's a, someone. Just, that's clearly yeah, like he should be eating a bagel or something. Like <laughs> holding the tablets <laughs> with one hand and a bagel. In the you guys, let's go in the time tunnel. Time tunnel. This is the beginning of the world six thousand years ago. It's a time tunnel. Ooh, stars. It's much brighter in here. See, we came out of the time tunnel and the creation into the light. Even the power in the Godhead, clearly seen without excuse. Now it's taking on chemistry and 
waterfalls and and the sun it's all explained I'm gonna I'm gonna go a step further I think all this shit started yesterday and everything before that was just a dream some other guy was having with, with us in it I had that once in a closet <laughs> whereas what if uh, what if our memories are just implanted yeah we oh, can't dude. Go down that road, Mark. There's no, there's no coming back from that road. There's a living dinosaur right here, you guys. It doesn't feel like I couldn't live in the world with that. Oh, now. Did you hear that? No, but I could hang out. Like, Sounds if like that was outside, I'd say, let's go inside for a while until it goes away. No? Oh, yeah. Have you seen an Irish wolfhound? Yeah. They're much like this. Yeah. What is that thing that he's eating? Oh, it's a little thing. It looks like his own kid. All right. I get it. Yeah, I couldn't live with these things. I gotta tell you, you know, this is a pretty good museum. Conflict. Before Adamson, no conflict. After Adamson, animals against animals, animals against humans, humans against humans. Poison. Poisons. Before Adamson, no poisons. After Adamson, yeah. You guys, look at this. This, this is so funny because this year really speaks to where we are in America. Weeds before Adamson. There were no weeds. You didn't have to go out and pull weeds or nothing. <laughs> After Adamson. Before Adamson, there was no traffic. No, no just traffic. open. Yeah, you could drive anywhere you wanted. Wherever you wanted. Everything was good. After Adamson, plants struggle against other plants for survival. Plants grow where they're not wanted. Weeds. The Showtime Network was formed. If this yeah. is the fucking deal sealer for you, it's like, there, that, yep, yeah, weeds. No, I was kind of, have you seen a Daniel? Yeah. It's devil. Burdensome work. No burdensome work before Adamson. Sin. After Adamson, people started hating their jobs. <laughs> oh, it's all explained. My my mind is being significantly fucked here. Let's just get to the ark. Look at more Jews. These guys are complaining. Yeah. They don't want to build this thing. This Noah guy's fucking nuts. Well, they know they don't have a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be on board. You need to have a look at that new shipment of blanks and make sure the treatment was done as we How come Noah that. speaks in a Russian accent? By the way, my friend. What are those pigs checked by Shem before you sold them off? Shem? Shem is son. The judgment is coming, my friend. But if you come along... What kind of accent is that, dude? Just European? You guys, we can go in the ark, I think. Can we? No? No, maybe not. I go somewhere. No, you can Am I going the wrong way? No, there's one to see up there, yeah. Oh, there is? Okay, good, good, good. Oh, here we are. Noah's Ark. God said to measure the Ark in cubits. The cubit is the length of a man's elbow to his elbow fingertip. To his fingertip. Not a Rubik's Cube? No, no, no. They didn't have any other way to measure it. Right. They didn't have feet or meters. No, I, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, the Ark was about the length of... Uh, a football field? A football field? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, yeah. A yeah. canoe? You think a football field? Yeah, a football field. I think it's 12 school buses. Oh. Idiots. So dumb. 12 school buses. And four school buses wide. The arc was about 12 buses long, 10 buses wide, and four buses high. A football field. You guys don't know your scripture. It said school buses. This is more arc study. God, they put a lot of time into the arc. These are great dioramas. That's spectacular. That's like a mini diagram of the whole boat with the animals going up. I don't see any school buses. What? Oh, there are dinosaurs on the ramp. 
What are they? It's a brontosaurus, it looks like. There are brontosaurus, giraffes, and elephants on the ramp. Oh, that is fucking great! Brontosaurus is heading into the ark. Look at the little, you guys. Little, little people abandoned on the rock in the flood with tigers. That's fucking awesome. How did I fit the dinosaurs? <laughs> this is Noah. This ark is huge. Yeah. And since these creatures you call dinosaurs are land animals, mm-hmm. then of course they came onto the ark. Oh, that reminds me. Jafer! Yes, father. It's time to open Grain's door number 17 for the dragons. I'm sure they're getting hungry. Sounds like I'm getting a bit hungry myself. Any further questions? Yeah. Are you fucking out of your mind? Have we have we had enough already? I don't know. It's almost three o'clock. I can eat. I had yeah. I had enough fourteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I got a. It's a globe with shake globe with the. What do you oh, call like it? the yeah, the snow. It's got dinosaur in it. It's not snow. It's glitter, so and you, it says you creation museum. Wrath to fall down on everyone. Well, she just said that if you break it, it's your fault, and I think it would have been God's will. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Why didn't you guys fuck in there if you wanted to? There wasn't really a spot. Huh? There wasn't really a spot. He wasn't committed. It's okay. It's okay. We She's acting like she would have really before. went through with it too. That's the best part about it. There was no space. It was too narrow. Why do you think no, did now? Did you it, want to fuck like when you saw the snake, or all the way through, or? I, I get that way sometimes around museums, but this one in particular, just because it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, because it's so wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah. That's what makes a lot of things fun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but there wasn't really a good spot. I was thinking up in the woods. In that one scene? No, but there were other spots before that, but it's okay. Guys, she really scoped it out. I, I'm surprised well, we'll she paid attention. You want to go back through? No. I'm not going to wait for you guys to fuck at the Creation Museum. It won't take but a minute. good. I got one of the looks. One of the looks of like, ah, oh, you're here to mock us. Okay. Oh, you did just mock Yeah. That's how I read it. I don't know. He might have wanted to fuck me in the Creation Museum. Are you sure? Okay, so I'm not going to hand out mics. We're just going to go. I want it to be a community discussion. I want Megan to be involved, and uh, I don't want this to be separated by technology. Now, let's have some impressions of the museum. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I, I'm a big fan of dioramas in general, and I liked theirs. I thought they were very well done dioramas. Some of them very hilarious, but others made me say, huh, maybe, maybe this... Is is maybe I should do some more research, which makes me glad I stole the book Ape Man. Oh, you did steal it? Of course I did. <laughs> I love to steal things. <laughs> <laughs> what you, I love, but you still bought something. I bought the globe with the dinosaur in it. I didn't figure out a way to steal that. I probably could have if I would have done what Megan said, which is just commit to it. But it was easy to steal the Ape Man book, and it was on sale. 
So, now Jeff, did you get anything? Did anything come back to you? Did you get any panic? No. No, it, it didn't have any. It was the first time I ever saw dinosaurs on Noah's Ark. Uh-huh. Uh, but did that change your mind a little bit? Were you like, oh, maybe? <laughs> no. The amount of detail they put into the Ark display was phenomenal. Those models were great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and to be in the Ark was really a great experience for me. The, the Ark is their Building 7. Well, all in all, I think that they did a very good job at propagandizing uh, their point. Like, it was good for believers who wanted to be entertained, and it was also good for people who were like, I'm not sold on this. And then they had a lot of pictures and a lot of, of cells, and, and there was a lot of things addressed to where it was a very sophisticated confusion that would have uh, rained down upon somebody who was on the fence and certainly pulled them over to the side of creationism. Okay, that's our show, and I hope you enjoyed that little journey. It, uh, you, you know, it was challenging on a couple of levels because I am a, a fan of a, of a spectacle, and there were moments there where I'm like, you know, sure, I mean, dinosaurs, mankind, why not? Why not? The Flintstones, I mean, you know, it's all been coming at us for a long time. I, I understand it, but, uh, but as I said before, I left gloriously embarrassed for our country, but proud to be an American because I don't think it could happen anywhere else. And I will say that again if I've said it before. And I did leave with a certain amount of empathy and annoyance on another level because I knew that many of the people there that did not question what was being presented there probably questioned the, the integrity and validity of our current president. They had no problem. They have no problem suspending their disbelief or just out and out believing that, uh, that the earth was created in seven days, but they, they needed a birth certificate to validate our president. Now, I'm not saying all the people are like that, but I'm willing to bet 70 or 80%. And if this is my last broadcast because of, uh, of the Pontiac, Michigan gig, it's been a pleasure. But I feel weird saying that, so let's picture me getting on stage in Pontiac, Michigan. I don't even know what that looks like. 